And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com video lock your front door, your sanity. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses, to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. All right. Thanks again for joining me today. I'm sitting down with Bill Boggs, who is an Emmy award-winning TV talk show host and producer, author, and professional speaker. He began his career as a comedy writer and his comic novel, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs, reflects strong observational comedy chops. He has written essays for the New York Times, Sunday Magazine, and travel articles also for the Times. He is a true industry insider. Bill has interviewed many of the most notable personalities of our time, including cultural icons, music legends, presidents, writers, athletes, celebrities, chefs, and a movie star or two. In 2008, HarperCollins published his well-received motivational book, Got What It Takes, based on his interviews with highly successful people. His TV credits include the long run, uh, long-running Midday Live, uh, a decade hosting and producing Bill Boggs' Corner Table on the Food Network, along with the programs on Showtime, the Travel Channel, ESPN, and all major networks. Bill was also the host and producer of the syndicated series Comedy Tonight and the executive producer for the groundbreaking Morton Downey junior show i'm interviewing somebody who can probably do this job much better than me i appreciate oh, you stop it. what are you talking about it's good to be with you scott thanks you're a <laughs> handsome young guy there in toronto i bet your life was really good are you married you have a family not yet well, that's next step a, man about, a man, man about town before the pandemic I understand. exactly 
Yeah, now I'm just now I'm just stuck at home, so it's not much to do. But uh, yes, though life is not so bad. Life is not so bad. But thank you for sitting down. I appreciate it. Good. So so let's you know I I, I want to speak about the book. I also want to speak about what led you to the point where you're going to write a book. So walk me through walk me through your life, your career. What you know? There's so many accolades. Uh, I guess um, you know I don't want to do everything, but if you want to do everything, we can. Just walk me through what brought you to this point in your career. Well, um, the standpoint of your show, which is, um, you know, dealing with success, I'll try to have that be like the germinating essence of some of my answers. So in the broad sense, what brought me to, to, to this point in my career and a point in my life when I am more grateful than ever before for the blessed and lucky life I've, I've lived, I, I, I really have had a one, I, I'm having, a wonderful life. But I would say what really brought me here was the way I was raised. Uh, I had good parents. I uh, apparently was born with uh, above average intelligence, not really high, but above average intelligence. And, and I, at an early age, developed a very deep and wholesome and active imagination, Scott. And um, so I think what really brought me here was the way I was raised. I, I think that my parents always, without pushing me, believed in me and had expectations that I would do well. And within a very, a very early point in my life, I demonstrated doing well. Not that I was the smartest kid in the class, um, but that I just excelled at various things. And I, and I just wanted to keep doing that. Uh, that may sound self-serving, but what really got me to this point in my life is a belief in myself. And a great deal of that belief was inst instilled in me by my mother, uh, to a somewhat lesser degree by my father, and by my uh, schooling in public school in, in Philadelphia. So what got me to this point was resolve. One word, resolve. Now, my, my question to you when you have somebody who is um, an expert or has excelled in so many different aspects or, or areas of their life is how do you choose what to take on? Oh, that's an interesting question. I always chose to take on what I was interested in and what I, I've, I've been passionate about in my life. And I've always chosen, not always, because sometimes I just had to make choices for money. And generally, when I made those choices, I wasn't having as much fun and enjoyment. I'm not one of those guys in the business who's made you know, multi-billions of dollars. I've just followed, following pretty much what I wanted to do and what I thought, for the most part, I could do well, even if I hadn't done it before. So enough faith and belief in myself to take risks and try things. But the risks were always generally in an area where I had a skill set that could fill in the, the behavior that it would take to accomplish those goals rather than not. For example, I wouldn't have ever taken the risk to be, say, be, become a pilot because the, I, I would have gone down. I, the play, I, I just don't have that skill set. I would have been like this and, and I wouldn't have liked it. So operating with wide boundaries, belief in myself, and always willing to take a risk. 
So a lot of these, a lot of these ventures that you took on, um, you took the risk, but you also, you also succeeded eventually. And, and many of these, I'm sure there was obviously things that, you know, you, you struggled with, but what, yes, I guess, every day, every yeah. day. Now, are there commonalities? And when you take so many different things on um, that, that enabled you to exceed and, and just be, be successful in so many different arts and, and ventures. Is there, a, is there a common theme that you sort of apply across everything you do? I think um, belief in myself and uh, belief in what my God-given talent. And uh, I think that having that faith in myself enabled me to, to continue to try to move forward. I, look, my career hasn't been as big as many, many other people. However, early on, when I was uh, in about 25 years old, just starting in comedy, I made like a vow and, and wrote it on the inside of my forehead that my career and my life is going to defy category. So in the process, I've hosted 15 different shows. I've done, I have six different stage shows I've done. I've become a public speaker. I've written three books, two novels, a, a motivational book. and. Uh, I've hosted game shows, I've hosted talk shows, I've hosted history shows, I've hosted boxing, I hosted food network shows. And these were all things I was interested in. But as I said, you can find people with way, way bigger successful, more high profile careers than me, Bill Boggs, but not too many people with the wide array of things I've done. And that has led to an enormously happy, satisfying life. And, and as, you've, as you've done these things, you eventually moved into what you're working on now, which is, it's, it's, what, what, would you classify, what would you classify Spike the Wonder, Wonder Dog as? Is it, is it um, just a comedy or is it more of a, a commentary on what your life was? How would you classify the, the work? Well, I think it's both those things. Let's take a look at the book. Here is the book. It has this beautiful, bold, yellow cover. The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog as told to Bill Boggs. The dog narrates the story, told me the story, and I wrote it down for the dog. Then at the top, we have highly original and hilarious satire, Winston Groom, author of Forrest Gump. So that's a clue right there that it's satire. Um, and I just got a cue from my director to smile and have fun. Apparently, I'm not smiling, not smiling enough. <laughs> Well, I think you're doing fine. But. You know, I, it's hard. I can smile when I talk on television better when I have sunglasses on. So get me my sunglasses. I don't put your know, sunglasses on. Do you, man? Here's a fake smile. Here's a fake. You should always smile with your eyes more than, than your mouth. As Spike says in the book, his brother told him, wag with your eyes, Billy. Not, uh, smile with your eyes, Billy, not your tail. And then on the back, there's all kinds of uh, good reviews from writers and producers and stuff like that. Alan Zweibel, who is one of the original Saturday Night Live writers, wrote so smart, witty, and inventive that I had to keep reminding myself that I didn't read it. Write it. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. <laughs> I'm so focused on smiling that I can't read. It's okay. When I, when I don't smile, let me, let me I, when I don't smile. Now, let me try this one. Here you go. New York Post. Is that enough? It looks like uh, this is going to, it looks like you're being held hostage. 
I feel like eventually. Uh, anyway, the New York, Post, New York Post says, Bill Boggs takes us on a darkly comic journey. And, but the, the key thing is this, at the top of the book, it says, at a time when we can all use a laugh, for God's sake, yes. Yeah. Bill Boggs presents the audacious adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, here answering your question. Satire, social commentary, absurdist humor, and a touch of personal memoir narrated by fiction's funniest canine. Now that's a big long diatribe on the book. Uh, if you like to laugh, if, if you wanna take a big look at, at the so-called culture, in America, uh, and, and want to poke some arrows in it. And uh, if you like dog stories, you know, dog stories are very popular in fiction, Scott. And um, the critics are saying that Spike, Spike the Wonder Dog, is the, the fiction's funniest canine. So win, lose, or draw, I think the, the book will be remembered, and it's gotten, I'm grateful to say, excellent reviews, but it would be, will be remembered as of having created fiction's funniest canine. So that's a long answer, but that is an answer to your quite astute question. Now I'm going to smile and wait for the next question. It's okay, because when I, when I concentrate too much, I have the biggest, uh, you, know, you know RBF, right? You heard the term? <laughs> what is that? The, the resting bitch face. It's when, you, it's when you just look mad all the time. And it's like my TV watching face. It's my concentrating face. It's my, I don't understand you, but I'm trying to understand you face. And I just look mad. <laughs> and I think that. Uh, right I now, am, I feel, I feel my, my, I'm sort of locked in a smile, but I felt that, that it was normal. I was enjoying myself. I know. I, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't I get like the vibes, but I, I appreciate it. I'll think of something funny in the book. Oh, okay. It's back. Tell me, tell me more about, um, so, so walk me through, walk me through the story because if there are points of it that tie into your life, I think that's also interesting as opposed to just asking you parts about your well, life. On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, I don't want people to think, gee, I don't want to get the adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog because I never heard of this guy, Bill Boggs, who's going on and on about himself on Scott's show. Uh, however, most fiction writers, many, I'm not say most, many fiction writers will simply say that they write close to what they know. So my book, is set in, the world, set in the world of talk shows. The Bill Boggs career has been a career predominantly on talk shows. I've had 15 different TV shows. So my career started in Philadelphia, my hometown. Then I went down to North Carolina, where I had a show called Southern Exposure with Bill Boggs, which was on for three years. It was on ABC affiliate. It got syndicated in the South. It was quite a successful show. We, had, we beat the Today Show the whole three years were on the air, which was pretty good for a local show at that time. This is before you know, Good Morning America would be on the ABC affiliates. Anyway, so on that show, I had a very funny dog, my own dog, an English Bull Terrier, uh, like you see here, jumping through the TV screen, that kind of dog. And he was on the show and it's always a natural clown, the English Bull Terrier breed. In a way, the book is partly a tribute to that, to that breed, is known as the clown of the canine world. It's really like having a, a, a really funny little kid in a, in a dog suit. 
right before going to New York for my big, another note, Jane? The dog is right behind you. Oh, yeah. The dog. I, you see, oh, it's, it's in the shot. It's in the shot. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Do, doing the interview, I have someone monitoring what I'm doing. So this, here you go right now. This is an example of Spike the Wonder Dog. Uh, it's also a bank. You see, it's the same bank that is used in the counting room in the casino in Monte Carlo. They have these lined up and they put the money in there. That's the, their spike, spike them under the <laughs> Think anyone will get that? That was actually a joke there. Anyway, I got the joke. I so got the right joke. Before, <laughs> I've been to that casino too. It's a beautiful yeah, casino. Me too. Did you lose money or win money? I, I was up 100 euro. Uh, and then what happens? And then I walked away because I knew that I, everyone else had way more money than me. <laughs> know how to hold them, know how to fold them, know how to yeah. walk away, and know how to run. So right, yeah. before, right before going to New York, a uh, long time ago, in the 70s, the dog got killed, run over by a drunk driver right in front of me. Terrible, terrible. Anyway, when I committed myself to write this novel, my second novel, the first one was written several years ago and was actually optioned for a movie by Renee Zellweger. She liked that book. But anyway, I thought, what if Spike hadn't gotten killed and what about a story where he and a talk show host like me go from North Carolina and come to New York and Spike becomes a huge star in social media and on today's world? And that was my premise. And I knew where it was going to end. I knew that the, the dog was going to face tremendous obstacles to save his own life, that fame would lead to his being kidnapped and stuff like that. So it's a satire all the way through, but it has... You know, Spike ends up having a near-death experience and uh, some interesting things. Interesting stuff happens all along the line. Tell so me you didn't. That's, hopefully that's not you having a near-death experience. You know, I've done some bad interviews in my life. They're like a near-death experience. This isn't. This is not one of them. <laughs> uh, and so I just set out to write the book. And anyone listening now who knows anything about fiction writing is that... Um, the voice of your character has, your characters have different voices and the voice of a very funny dog transmuted itself onto, onto the page. And then I knew I had something. I, I, I suddenly, and this, you really have to grasp this. I was writing in a voice I had not used on stage in any of my comedy shows. I had never written in this voice before with the inflections and the insight and the sarcasm and the observational humor. And I knew something great was, something really, really unique was happening. And uh, that is what led me to writing The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog as told to Bill Boggs. And it's now just out. So if you like dogs, if you like to laugh, if you wanna read some solid satire, this satire is a very, it's hard to satirize our society as it is. It seems so satirical. But um, I think you enjoy the book. I, everybody who's read it has said, I laughed out loud more reading The Adventures of Spike the Underdog than any book in recent history. And that's a quote. I've not made that up. I think that, you know, I think that um, you mentioned one point that was really great. It's like we need some positivity in the world right now, which is so negative. And this isn't really a question, more just a, a comment. Um, 
I find that there's there's so much so much focus on on negativity and and especially with what's going on right now in the world that when you have these like works like this like that's why I really like speaking about them and bringing them to light just so more people can sort of maybe take a break from the news take a damn news break take a social media break because it's just toxic I find so it's you know good on you for putting this out there I think the timing is 100% right how uh, you know is there more to it after in your career You've written this book. I think that this is a time when people need like a, a relief from from all the shit that's going on in the world. What do you want to do with your career going forward after after this? Because you you just well, pick up things uh, and they work. I have yes, I have clear goals. I have clear goals. Uh, one is to expand my social media presence. I I have entertaining stuff that goes on Facebook, I have Instagram and and Twitter. Expand that presence. Right, that's one goal, and the the second and the more important goal is to write a sequel uh, to the Adventures of Spike the Underdog. That I have the title. The title is called Spike Unleashed: The Wonder Dog Returns. And so that that's my initial goal. I'm not pursuing TV work. I think I will. I do have a show now. I don't think you're aware of that. Uh, I have a show called Trap Live. And I do it uh, once a week. We did it this week with Bob Costas, the uh, Hall of Fame sportscaster. And the shows that I shoot are on live on YouTube and Facebook. And then they stay on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I have, um, you were kind enough to mention uh, some of the shows that I've worked on and hosted. I have a YouTube channel where I've, I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
hard. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed 
survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 15 years now, invested my money, no one else's money, but it's my money to digitize old tapes. So the YouTube channel has videos on it going all the way from my first television appearance in 1970 up until the day before yesterday, in-depth interview with Bob Costas. I'm on it right now. I see it. I would urge people to go to Bill Boggs TV on YouTube, B-I-L-L-B-O-G-G-S TV, subscribe. This is, of course, a natural free thing. Then you get notified when things go up. And we, we only press the button when something good goes up, which like maybe once a week at the most. So we put up the Bob Costas interview. Um, some of the other guests on that show have been uh, Lucy Arnaz, the, uh, Judy Gold, the comedian, uh, Bobby Rydell was on the show. A lot of good guests, and they're all on Bill Box TV on YouTube. Yeah, I'm checking it out now. I think that, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, do, you see a, do you see a difference in, in the strategy that somebody would take to, to get themselves known and, and recognized? Uh, compared to the way that you did it over your career, just because everyone oh, completely, has completely, completely different, completely different. If I were a young guy, like in my twenties, starting out right now, I would be killing it. Meaning, I'd be working really hard on posting stuff that would go viral. You know, when I when I started, there only were like three outlets for me to get a job in Philadelphia, three stations. Now you've got local stations, you have cable stations, you have streaming services, all manner of things. And the need for content is greater than ever. It doesn't mean you're going to make a lot of money doing it, but the ability to get started in the business now is I have a computer, I have a little camera, I have an idea, I'm going to go on, I'm going out with my phone, I'm going to shoot video, I'm going to edit it, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to talk about things, edit people, and you're in business. But when I started my career in the early uh, in the early 70s, it was a much steeper hill to climb, much less competition, and just mm-hmm. a completely different thing, Scott. Completely different. And uh, one other thing that I wanted to point out um, that I thought was a really good point that uh, you know, part of the part of the proceeds for this go to um, for despite the wonder dog. Uh, they go to animal, animal rescue. And I meant to bring this up before, but I didn't, I forgot about it. So I apologize. Why, why is this the case for you? Why is animal rescue important for you? Well, I don't, first off, I love animals. I care about animals as long as I can remember, Scott. As long as I can remember the concept of an animal being an endangered species and then becoming extinct was horrifying to me. And so hence, as time has passed with hunters and global warning and poaching, it's even worse on our animal friends, our bird friends, our insect friends. Now, that said, part of the book, 
the Avengers and Spike the Wonder Dog, the dog is kidnapped. The dog is snatched off the street. The dog becomes a dog who needs to be rescued. So I thought, why not turn over a portion of the proceeds and anyone who buys the book, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, recognizes that a portion of the proceeds are going to go to animal rescue organizations. So that was a thought there, Scott. I think it's I think it's admirable, and I think it just sort of ties into um, like you. the stuff that you take on now. It's just very it's very you're very passionate about the things you take on, and I appreciate that. And I think that that's a lesson, also combined with the fact that it's just a very admirable thing that you have built into your your persona. Yes, it's, thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say that. Thank you. It, no, it's my pleasure, and I think it's just something that I want to highlight because it shows that when you do take all these things on, and I sort of spoke about this at the beginning, but like the multitude of items that you've been successful at, like blew my mind when I first read about all the things. I, I knew your name, but I didn't know everything you were associated with until I started really doing like a deep dive. And- You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Scott, when you've had a long career like me, right? But you haven't been like world famous, like I'd say uh, Stephen Colbert or somebody like that. Um, when I meet people, you know, eventually that you meet them, you're at a party, or you're intermission of a show, and what are you doing? And what, what do you do? And I always say, I'm, I'm in the entertainment business. I'm in show business. Well, oh, really? What do you do? Well, I've primarily been on television. I've had several different talk shows. And you know, this is as predictable as a rainstorm on a cloudy day. How come I haven't heard of you? I have heard this. So many people have no idea, right? How that kind of a, how come I haven't heard of you? Why, why? This has happened hundreds and hundreds of times. Now, to a lesser degree, this happens. This hasn't happened for a year or two, but this is the one that really can get anyone. Bill Boggs, weren't you on television? What happened to you? <laughs> that, this does not engender like a really nice feeling. I said, I could say, well, you know, I, I was executive producer of the Morton Downey Jr. show for two years during that period. And I know in a way I'm just kind of telling you, it's interesting to be sort of a, a whatever, a semi-public figure and some of the things that happen to you. Uh, I'll give you one, one other story. This is one of my favorites. Uh, at the height of my being, say, recognized in New York City when I was doing Midday Live uh, with Bill Boggs for, uh, did it for 13 years. And while I did that, I did the Comedy Tonight show. I did uh, Saturday Morning Live. I did um, a game show for CBS. I was really very active. So frequently in those days, you know, I'd walk down the street and uh, people would wave or something. So one day, and this is exactly how it happened. One day, on the, on the subway, going downtown, reading like the New York Daily News and the New York Post, I'm looking down like this. I'm reading, I'm reading. And in front of me, between me and, and, and the newspaper, a face comes in like this. And the face is, <laughs> you can't hide from us. We know you're hiding. Now, this is because this woman, this, is, this goes to show you, all is illusion, Scott. What she saw was television person reading a paper, and the reason he's reading the paper is he doesn't want to be recognized. No, I was reading the paper because I wanted to read the paper. I was on like a 20-minute subway ride. So it's very interesting 
to see how in a certain way, uh, being notable can be a litmus test uh, to stuff like that, where people automatically assume things about you. But that's one of my favorite stories. Because first off, this woman's face is like right up here in my face. <laughs> and she wasn't wacky. I mean, she act, act wacky, but she didn't look like a bag lady or anything. No, I think <laughs> that's a very good story. Um, perception does not always equal reality. I think that I think that the second you get a little bit of notoriety or fame, uh, people act different. It's 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 a weird. Yes. A weird feeling. Yes, that that, weird. that could be. I you know, I've I've always felt that I, I just put people at ease, and and I've, you know, every once in a while now I've I've done so much stuff. You know, somebody will say, "Wow, you meant this." It, it's so gratifying to think that your work would be a value to people like that. That's actually one of my daily prayers. Is I hope that to do work today that's of value to people. And the current thing, the Avengers of Spike the Wonder Dog, the value there is laughter. I mean, short of a vaccine in our, in our arm, laughter may be one of the very best medicines we have mm -hmm. to get us through this really difficult time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's an important note. Uh, I think that everyone, like you mentioned, is struggling right now. Um, like the mental health is is taking the beating when you isolate and you're stuck at home. Um, I have a couple, uh, just a couple, I guess, rapid fire questions that I want to ask. I'm ready. I just wanted to give you the floor. Was there anything that you're, you uh, Scott? Your volume has just gone down. Something happened. Oh, can you hear me now? Either that or I just suddenly became deaf. Yeah, go ahead. All right, sorry about that. No, I was, I was just getting all serious and, and my voice lowered to, to emphasize the mood. No, um, what I wanted to ask you was if there was anything that we didn't speak about that you wanted to, that you wanted to bring up. The, the, the importance of having gratitude in our lives, no matter how bad things are, believe me, you don't have to look very far to see somebody whose life is worse than, than yours. So I'm at... Uh, I really believe in, in, in gratitude and the power of gratitude and letting people know on a daily basis how grateful you are for your life because gratitude manifests gratitude. That would be good, one. Good lesson, good lesson. Um, okay, so quick question. Uh, you've built a career outside before social media and now you've sort of migrated to social media. So if somebody is looking to build their own persona uh, on social, build their brand, what would be some advice that you could give someone? You know, I'm not really the, honestly the best person to ask for advice about that. You know, my advice would be find somebody who really knows how to do it and have them help you. I, that's what I've done. So the, when I needed to do that, I got people who knew what they were doing, including my son Trevor, who's up there in Toronto, helped me to develop the Instagram account for Spike the Wonder Dog. So that would be Spike underscore Wonder Dog on Instagram. Uh, we love, we, put, we post of the, the thing that we put up there today, Scott, I, I'm almost like, I'm going to see if I can pull this off. I'm going to see if I can show you what we posted today. It's maybe, this may be, if I can find it on my phone. Hold on just a second. You want to see if I can find it here. All right, now look, I'm going to try to hold this up. Let's see, and start it. Oh, wait a minute. There's no sound. There's no sound. I have a lot of Hold on. Just There's a second. An enormous amount of time. Stop. Ago. Stop. Here we go. Oh. 
spending an enormous amount of time in the water this summer, avoiding both the heat and the pandemic because scientists have said virus can't swim. And I also know in summertime, folks like to read. And that's why we've created this special underwater version of my book, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog. Right? Where's the book? Oh, here it is. This is available <laughs> wherever fine books and waterproof objects are available. So, happy summer and happy reading. I love it. So you got to uh, have some fun with what you're doing. We just did that this morning. My my beloved lady Jane, my girlfriend Jane, who was uh, took the the cover photo and is, tells me to smile, and she's there by my side. She shot that video. I love it. Fun with that. And I saw you smiling, and it was a real smile. It wasn't one of those. No, it wasn't one of your smiles. <laughs> no. What else? What else uh, is going on? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, la, two more quick questions, uh, but you kind of already answered one, but I'll ask it again and see if there's anything else that comes out. Um, one life lesson that you tell your younger self. Your health is your wealth. Everything, everything is pinioned on that. Life can be going, you know, it's never been better. And that health goes away, right? And he was health has hope. He was hope has everything. Hope is a very powerful emotion. But your my father said it countless times as I was growing up. Your health is your wealth. No question about that. Good, good. And last last question. Um, a resource could be a book, podcast, Audible. Not your own book. Could be a person that you would go and suggest people learn from. A person I would suggest people learn from. Okay. I'm going to suggest, actually, I, I would suggest this man as a guest for your show. He's an acclaimed documentary filmmaker. His name is John Bifar, B-I-F-F-A-R. I will give you his contact information and urge Done. you to have him on the show. And he has created a, a, a media platform called Peace Vision that he wants to spread around the world and spread the message of individual actions for peace. and. Uh, he, he's done all manner of work in his life, all kinds of documentaries. But he is someone I think, he's one of my closest friends. And every time I'm with him, I learn something. So um, John, before, check out Peace Vision. That's free social media platform. Yeah, I have it right here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check it out. But um, yeah, more than, more than happy to bring him on. It sounds like a really, really nice cause. I'm just reading about it now. 30 years, 30, oh, I see, okay. So, director and producer John Bifar is a founder and chief creative officer of Peace Vision. For over 30 years, John and the Dreamtime Entertainment Network or team have produced original network television. Uh, what is it? Peace Vision is a manifestation of a lifelong dream of being able to use the medium of film and video at its highest level as a resource that gives us the tools to live our best life possible. So it's a whole, uh, it's a whole uh, ecosystem of, of video and oh, I see. Wow, it's very nice. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a deep dive on this. Don't you think he'd be a good guest for, you, for your show? Yeah, I he think he'd be. Also, yeah. He can also possibly put a couple of videos up. I, I, I was never aware how easy it was just to show that video like I just did, you know, in, yeah. in the camera. But he, he's really terrific. So, you know, I'm in no hurry to run away, but I would strongly suggest John Bafar as a guest. 
No, I appreciate it. Um, the last, the last thing that I wanted to, uh, to bring out, cause you know, I want to get people to go to check out your website, your social, where do you get the book? What are all of, uh, what are all the places that people well, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it a little slowly. Okay. By the way, Jane, my beloved Jane, you have to see how handsome this man is. He's a really <laughs> handsome guy. No, it's true. Uh, just take a look and see. Uh, I don't know what it on me. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, oh, very handsome. No, 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 not on me. Very handsome. Okay, very handsome. I was younger. Oh, my. Oh, thanks, Jane. <laughs> well, okay, I'll take this slowly. Thank you. Um, with Spike the Wonder Dog, the website, spikethewonderdog.com, okay? Spikethewonderdog.com. Um, you can order the book there at spikethewonderdog.com. It's available anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and anywhere books mm -hmm. are sold. You can get the adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog. Uh, <clears throat> on Twitter, it's at Spike Wonder Dog, right? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Real Bill Boggs. Okay, that's me on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, Spike is, I mentioned once before, Spike underscore wonder dog on instagram spike underscore wonder dog and on instagram i am rat packer eight so you type in rat packer you'll get bill boggs i think if you type in my name bill boggs then rat packer will come up and yeah. i'm on facebook my facebook page is obviously me uh so i guess that's basically it but the the big one is uh bill boggs tv on youtube which has a uh we have about uh, three million viewers so far. On actually, you have actually you have six point four one million views so far. How many? Forty-one six, million. Six point four one million. Jeez, it doubled like in the last uh, couple of months. You have four hundred and sixty-three videos and six point four one million uh, views. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I will keep, I'll stay in touch with you. You can let me know about this in the future. I was unable to see that, but that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a screenshot for you. I can, I, my, my, my camera is set up, so I can't move it, but I'll, I'll show you. Uh, I'll no, that's, yeah. that's, I can find it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's doing, it's like a, it's like a, a Bill Boggs Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, it is because what you have there on at Bill Boggs TV, you have some historic interviews. I mean, there's interviews. For, uh, like, for example, let's take some of the big stars of the 20th century, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Jerry Lewis, Miles Davis, Natalie Wood. Just take those five, uh, James Brown, Little Richard. There have been documentaries made about all these people, and they've used parts, parts of my interviews. Not, 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 with, not with James Brown. But with, so there's historical stuff there. There's a debate between Roy Cohen and Gore Vidal. There's crazy things that show, uh, you know, nutty stuff we were doing. But a lot of what I did in my career, Scott, was long form interviewing, which really has come back yeah. on, on social media now. But prior to the pandemic, who was going to interview anybody for 40 minutes? You know, it just didn't happen. So um, that's it. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds. 
as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. 
This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 